Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. My name is Steve Z, and we're coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250 today. So we make the once every two weeks traverse to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to give away more of your money. It is Tuesday, the 26th. Congress goes back into session today, my friends. Trust me, you would much prefer to be paying your congressperson more than $175,000 per year in salary, plus benefits, plus security, plus transportation costs, plus per diem, plus all the other expenses. Then you'd rather pay them to stay home to be on a golf course, to be fishing somewhere. It's much better for them to be out of Congress than to be in session. When Congress is in session, grab your wallets. Congress's sole purpose now is not to make meaningful laws to protect the citizens of the United States from whatever evil crisis they've created over the time that they were home. Their sole purpose is to get together and argue with the other side. One side argues with the other, the other side argues with the one. And of course, the primary function of Congress to take your hard-earned money, that large percentage of your paycheck, and give it to other people. You know, it used to be, let's give it to the poor here in the United States. Let's make sure that unwed mothers in minority neighborhoods don't have to go to work so they can stay home and teach their young minority children to hate white people. That is where your money used to go. Food stamps, WIC, Section 8 housing, housing projects, food for families, food stamps. Oh, can't call them food stamps anymore. That's electronic benefits transfer supplemental nutrition assistance program, better known as EBT SNAP. Yes, they have to give it a nice acronym so that the stupider people can feel not so stupid. That's the way it works. We can't call it food stamps because then people will associate that with a poor people thing. And the churin who gets seen in the grocery store with their mamas buying them expensive groceries with the food stamps might be seen by a white kid who works, whose parents work for a living. And it might be embarrassing for little Lakeisha, a little Tyrone, a little Deshaun. We can't call them food stamps no more. We will call them snap. We won't have them pull the food stamps out of a food stamp book and then sign their name to the food stamps and show an ID to the cashier, which was how it used to be. You used to have to show your ID. But that's racist to ask somebody to show an ID to use their food stamp benefit because they entitled to that. Entitled. That's money they're entitled to. We owe it to the poor, to the unwed mothers in the projects, right? That's what Congress used to do with your hard-earned money. 
And that's why we didn't pay as much in taxes. But you see, Congress now has to find a new way to launder your money and funnel some of it back into their own pockets. They've come up with the, we must help the Ukraine. Oh, the poor people of Ukraine. They elected a stand-up comedian to be their president. We elected a clown named Joe Biden, supposedly, to be our president. The stand-up comedian was supposed to be a guy to make sure that capitalism and democracy flourished in the country of Ukraine. Instead, Volodymyr Zelensky, on day one, decided, I'm not going to keep democracy in place. I'm going to take over the telecommunications system throughout the country. I'm taking over all the television, all of the radio, and the internet. Kind of sounds like communist China to me. He took it all over, put it all under his rule, his authority, and he is running the show as a dictator now, claiming that I must be in control of the entire country of Ukraine because we are at war and we don't have time for petty capitalism. We don't have time for democracy. We don't have time for argument. We will simply beg United States and NATO to give us funds and then tell them we will never join NATO. So the United States, stupidly, sorry folks in Ukraine, you regular people who are living there, you elected a guy who is now a dictator, who is now running the country like a socialist, like a communist, and he's begging the United States to send our hard-earned money there, our military equipment there, and then says, even though I will take everything you are stupid enough to give me, I will never join NATO. Because if I join NATO, it will piss off the people who are killing us and attacking us that we are begging you for help from. Does that make any sense to you? At all? Yes, I feel sorry for Solina Vulevarovich. I feel sorry for her and her three children. And the fact that her husband is now no longer an accountant, but a guy with a rifle trying to fight off the Russian military. But if we're going to protect the Ukraine, one dictatorship, from Russia, another dictatorship, aren't we just doing Afghanistan all over again? Aren't we just doing the Korean War all over again? Aren't we just doing Vietnam all over again? Do you not see the pattern? Has it been that long since the United States was involved in an armed conflict in another country? Has it really been that long that we have lost our focus, lost sight of the reality, that we're just playing the same record on a different record player? Are we playing the same CD in a different CD player? Oh, I'm sorry. Are we playing the same illegally downloaded song on a different MP3 player? Is that better? Don't want to show your age, right? What the United States is currently doing is funneling your money through the military-industrial complex. The what? I don't understand that term. Well, think of it. We're bitching and griping and pissing and whining and moaning 
because our gasoline prices have gone up, correct? Yes, we are. We're all, we're all angry about that. It's not Putin's price hikes, by the way. It's Biden's price hikes. And we're angry about that, and we're rightfully angry about that. There's no doubt in my mind that it was completely Biden's fault that these prices have gone up. But do you think maybe prices have gone up in conjunction with the same amount of time suddenly all of the metal-bodied cars are no longer available for you to buy? And now suddenly we're sending metal-bodied armed armor vehicle armored vehicles to the Ukraine? Hmm. I'm not saying that we've diverted all of our production to military weapons and vehicles and planes and boats because we really haven't but there is a pattern of what is happening right now and that pattern is eerily similar to what went on in the United States of America right at the start of the Korean conflict right at the start of the Vietnam War right before the first Gulf War the second Gulf War and all of the other armed conflicts right before we decided 20 years ago to get involved in Afghanistan after Russia was proven to be ineffective at fighting the same people in Afghanistan. Remember the Kurds? Of course not. What is happening right now is the Democrats with full control of the purse strings meaning Congress, the ability to pass new legislation that takes more money out of your pocket, and a willing puppet, a feeble-minded dementia patient, a guy whose picture should be on a milk carton because he's missing in action, will simply sign anything that Congress puts on paper, anything and everything, as long as it is Democrat in nature. If the Democrats vote for it, Joe Biden will sign it, and they're taking more and more of our money. Now, you might recall Uncle Joe, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mopey-dopey, little girl-gropey Joe Biden, way back when he took office, before he took office, he says, I will never, ever increase taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 per year. Remember that lie? But Steve... He has not raised the income tax on anyone. The percentages are still the same. I didn't say income tax. He says, I will not raise taxes. <clears throat> he knows he can't pass an income tax increase. That has failed miserably every time it has been brought before Congress. So, he raised the prices on everything we buy. Common sense says... If you are in a 10% sales tax state, let's just say New York, 10% sales tax, and I think it's more like 11 there, but let's just say 10%. If you bought a loaf of bread for $2 two years ago when Donald Trump was the president, that meant you were paying 10% tax on that $2 loaf of bread. Your loaf of bread at the store would cost you $2.20. Now that that loaf of bread is $4, double what it was two years ago, guess what? 10% sales tax is now 40 cents on the $4 loaf of bread. 
But the percentage is the same. And the stupid people believe that. Yes, the percentage is the same, but you're paying the same percentage on a higher priced product. Joe Biden's inflation is causing every single American who eats bread twice as much in taxes as it cost them two years before. Do you get the math now? Oh, yes, I get the math now. But Joe Biden is screwing everybody. If you were paying $1.69 a gallon for gasoline, like we were two years ago, when Donald Trump was the president, just before the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and now 2022, kicked in in full force. And now you're paying close to $4 a gallon for gasoline. Do you not see that the 41 cent per gallon federal gas tax plus your local sales tax is costing you more money? You're not going to get a break on your income taxes because you had to spend more on groceries this year or furniture or a used car, or a new car, or every single gallon of gasoline or diesel you put into your car. When a car costs $25,000 two years ago, and that car now costs closer to $40,000 for the same car, you're paying more in taxes under Joe Biden. A man who looked straight into the camera and read from his cue cards or his magic teleprompter, I will not raise taxes on any American making less than $400,000 per year. It was a bold-faced Democrat lie. And that, my friends, is the truth. No matter how you slice it, the truth hurts. Hello, my name is Johannini and I'm a licensed White Privilege Assessment Counselor. Here at the White Privilege Abatement Program, we assist Caucasian Americans in identifying, understanding, and renouncing all of their white privilege, their gender bias, their racism, and their bigotry at the fundamental level. Our highly trained and accredited staff of therapists, counselors, financial planners, and donation resource agents are here to help and assist white people in transitioning their lives to be more in line with their minority counterparts. Here at the White Privilege Abatement Program facilities, our 501c3 charity status with the U.S. government allows us to help white Americans to relieve themselves of the burdens of whiteness while transferring their assets, their properties, their annuities, savings accounts, retirement accounts, and personal property to the program, where we then redistribute a portion of those assets to minority members of the community who have never had the opportunity to say they were privileged at any point in their existence. Our participants have learned that ridding yourself of things can not only make the world a more fair and equitable place, it might just help our white benefactors with ridding themselves of 400 years of burdensome guilt. It won't make minorities hate them any less, but at least it is a start. Meet Philip, a recent white privilege renouncer and a graduate of our program. My name is Philip, and just last year I owned a five-bedroom, three-bathroom house on seven acres of land. I had a pool, a motorhome, a boat two jet skis, a luxury SUV, and a hot sports car. 
In my lifetime, I'd accumulated over $1.9 million to secure my retirement. Heck, I even had a trophy wife. Our timeshares in the Bahamas, the Cayman Islands, and Fiji were nice to visit, and we traveled the world pretty much half of every year. All these years, as I worked hard to accumulate some wealth and personal property, I had no idea just how much my hard work and my success was making minorities feel bad. Now that I've completed the white privilege assessment and abatement program, I understand that it doesn't matter how hard I worked in school, how good my grades were, how much time I spent working at jobs and building up my own business. None of that matters, because my hair is blonde, my eyes are blue, my skin is white, and I'm automatically considered privileged because I am the white devil. Now that I've signed over my pension, my bank account, the deed to my house, the titles to my cars, my RV, my boat, my other property, giving away all my jewelry, I can honestly say I had no idea how poor people lived. Now that I am one, I can truly see the evils of my former white privileged life. And now that my wife has left me, I don't need to worry about burdening her with being poor. Hey, Reginald, come over here and give me some skin, my brother. Hey, your brother. Get the hell away from me, white devil. <laughs> that Reginald, he's such a jokester. Come on, man, slide me some skin there, Reg. That Reg is my... Don't you go there, Philip, with your white ass self. The White Privilege Abatement Program is a 501c3 nonprofit charity affiliated with the BM movement. Large portions of your voluntary transfer of wealth will be used as administration costs for our program. No crackers were harmed in the making of this advertisement. Once upon a time, John and Sally Smith, a newly married couple, living in an apartment, paying rent each and every month, decided, hey, perhaps we should think about buying our first home or building our first home. There's an idea. They scrimped and saved. They stopped going out to dinner and movies. They stopped spending money like it was going out of style, and they saved their money for a down payment on a new home. Living near a city where John and his wife both worked, they decided to build in one of those new sprawling subdivisions that was popping up. Former agriculture land was being scooped up by these major building companies major construction builders of residential subdivisions and they drove around to the sales office where they met Megan a sales consultant not quite a real estate agent but I think licensed as such but easy pickings when John and his wife decided to go house hunting on a Saturday morning they walked into the model home oh it was beautiful 12-foot ceilings wonderful crown moldings, six-inch fluted baseboards, dovetailed cabinets, wonderful ceramic tile floors, a beautiful walk-in shower in the master bedroom, all of the amenities you could ever want. A small front yard, but a nice sprawling backyard, a place where John and his future children and their wife could live and build a life for once outside of the world of apartment complexes and high-rise dwellings. Somewhere where the kids could run in the relative safety of their own fenced-in backyard. They went to the design center. They picked out the floor plan. They picked out the paint colors, the color of the roof shingles, the 
color and type of floor tiles, the paint colors for the wall and for the trim. They picked out their cabinets. They picked out their doorknobs. Every aspect right there in the design center. And just before signing the papers, Joe Biden's economy kicked in with rising interest rates and rising prices. And because they had not yet signed the papers while the interest rates were low and the cost of building materials was still relatively low, that large corporation jacked the price up $20,000 overnight. The big sign outside that said, Flourishing Meadows from the 150s was now Flourishing Meadows now from the 170s. John and his bride were crushed because now the price of their new dream home had risen by $20,000 plus. And to get a loan on that new house, the interest rate had jumped by well over one and a half points. And it looked like would head for another rate increase if they don't sign today, lock in that rate. But they had to look at their finances a little closer. They had to figure out whether they needed to try and save a little bit more. But with the price of bread and milk and eggs and peanut butter and breakfast cereal and pork chops, sausage, ground beef, chicken and everything else going up, they just would not have the extra money now to save to increase that down payment nest egg that they were so diligently working towards when the economy was doing very well before Joe Biden took office. The prices continued to rise and rise they did. They went up on everything. And now to furnish their new home, because who wants to take the ratty old apartment furniture with them? The furniture prices went up exponentially. Everything went up under Joe Biden's economy. They watched the television at night. They watched their president, a person this young couple voted for because he didn't send out mean tweets and he didn't use orange tanner on his skin. He lied to them. And because he was now the president and everything that happens during your presidency is the fault of that president. We know that because for four years, they blamed every little bad thing that happened in America on the sitting president, Donald Trump. Now that Joe Biden is the president, they're trying once again to blame <laughs> everyone but the president. John and his wonderful bride no longer had the funds necessary and would be relegated to remain at least the next four years in the same apartment they'd been stuck in all this time. It was truly a shame because they worked hard and they didn't get the pay raises commensurate with the inflation that they were experiencing. In layman's terms, they worked hard, they tried to save, they weren't getting enough in a pay raise, even though they did get some small pay raises. It wasn't enough to keep up with the inflation that Joe Biden and his economic team 
had brought upon the nation. Such a shame. Let's fast forward, hopefully. The midterm elections came along. Congress was turned back over to the Republicans. Control of Congress, that is. And no more tax increases were passed. And actually, some regulations and fees and taxes were actually lowered because nothing that Joe Biden and the Democrats tried to propose would get passed. None of them. All right, sorry about that. We had a little traffic. We had to abruptly end that topic and move on to the next. As I said earlier, Congress goes back into session, and the big question will become, of course, how are they going to waste your tax money? Are they going to send it to the Ukraine? Some of it, yes. Are they going to funnel some of it to some backroom deal? You know it. I mean, why would they stop doing that now? They've been doing it for centuries. What can you do about it? Well, the problem with America right now is we have two parties. The two-party system is broken. And as long as you have parties of only two in number, you end up with what I call extreme views on both sides. And it is the extremists who dictate the direction of the party, unfortunately. I've often talked on this program about the far, far right 5% and the far, far left 5%, leaving a vast middle ground of 90% of Americans. Let's face it, almost every American, 90% of Americans agree, I think, that you should work hard, pay your taxes, be a good citizen, not be a criminal, and live a good, healthy, productive life. And that there is a place in this nation, as there is in any nation, for charity, for giving to those who are less fortunate. I agree that someone who has a disability should be given some special privileges. I understand that. They should be given some accommodation. Let's call it accommodation. There should be handicap ramps built because if you can't get up the curb, how are you going to get to your job? I don't believe that just because you're in a wheelchair, you should get home to stay home and do absolutely nothing but collect a check each and every month for your entire life. You see where I'm going with this? There is the 5% out there who says, well, you were born with no legs, tough for you go out there and do something or die. And then there's the other 5% who say, oh, this poor person was born with no legs, so we should let him live free and have absolutely no responsibilities for his entire existence on planet Earth. And those are the two extremes. And I use those examples because it's how our society works. There are people who say, oh, you were born with black skin and curly hair, so you should be given something for life. And then there are others who say, well, it doesn't matter what your hard knock story is, you're not entitled to anything, no matter what. There has been for decades mistreatment of certain groups of Americans. I admit it, I know it happened, but it doesn't mean that the current situation in America should perpetuate that, and we don't. We don't chain people up and make them into slaves. We don't do that here in the U.S. 
Everyone should work. Everyone should have to work and pay taxes. Hell, even military people who come home with their legs shot off or their arms blown off or missing an eye can get a job. There are jobs that don't require you to be quote-unquote able-bodied. And yet, those guys who fought and some died and some were maimed, physically and mentally destroyed, still get up and go to a job somewhere and pay taxes to support some uneducated, lazy, fat, whatever individual who refuses to go to work and pay their fair share. That, my friends, is what is wrong with America. We're going to cut it short this morning, make it a very short edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you maybe on the return trip home. Bye-bye for now. It's the real new thing, Woca-Cola. Do you feel like you're stuck in the past? Do you feel that the new generation is leaving you behind? Are you blind to the oppression of the man? Do you have a desire to be more woke to our new changing world? If so, Woca Cola is just for you. All the same great cola taste, no calories, and all the white guilt you can muster. Every can depicts a two-part story, so you can learn about the evil white oppressors on the back and the heroes of oppressed America on the front. And the untold stories about how those oppressed heroes never got recognized. Available in 10-ounce cans, 20-ounce bottles, and 40-ounce malt liquor-sized containers, the new Woca-Cola is waiting for you at discount convenience stores, liquor stores, bottle shops, and your favorite grocery. Look for the raised fist on the front and the bowing Caucasian on the rear of every can of Woca-Cola. Drink some now, and you can be woke. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are free speech protected by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.